right five. Liza, Tony, Adam, Bridget, and Crystal. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hi, guys. How's everything going? Spectacular. I, I haven't committed any violent felonies today, which really, I mean, it's almost 10 o'clock. I consider that a huge plus. That is good. So, good for yes. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. No, jail is just not for me. Um, okay, so we have a lot of news stories tonight, so we thought we would get started right away. I'm going to go to something um, light and frothy. I'm going to go to Bridget. She's going to talk about Earth Day at Animal Kingdom. Okay, yes. Yeah, so there's a bunch of experiences coming to Animal Kingdom for Earth Day, um, and it'll be April 18th through the 24th. Um, so they have some really cool opportunities. They're going to have some Disney character appearances. Um, exclusive merchandise and theme treat. The animation experience at Conservation Station, um, which I'm pretty sure they had that before they had to shut down, that is coming back. And um, you'll be able to draw characters like Dumbo, Turk, Squirt, Shere Khan, Simba, and Scar. Another cool thing that's that'll be kind of fun too is that they have all those, um, you know, the character cavalcades are really big right now down there. And when you're in Animal Kingdom, they have the um, Discovery River character cruises. So they're adding new characters to those as well, some special characters. So it'll be kind of like a little bit of a scavenger hunt to, um, to see those new friends. Um, and then we also have um, some new treats coming. They look delicious. Things like the Creature Comforts Honeybee Cupcake. Looks so cute. Big, yeah, adorable. Um, I actually love that little sea turtle graham cracker cupcake that I don't know if you saw that one. I did, um, and it's so cute too. Adorable, yeah. So those two look amazing. Um, and then there's a few other ones coming. Crave the Wave cocktail, a fun little treat at um, Restaurantosaurus Lounge, um, and a strawberry flavored flamingo cupcake at Flame Tree Barbecue. So those look yummy. So if you are down there during those that time frame. Try and grab one if you can. And then what else do we have going on here? Um, there is a Earth Day 2021 limited edition Tafiti Moana trading pin. So that's some if you're a pin trader. Um, be on the lookout for that. Also, there are some new friends um, in the um, Kilimanjaro safaris that you guys should be on the lookout for. Their newest arrivals are the birth of Ranger, um, is a um, five-month-old white rhino calf that was born. And also two young Maasai giraffes were also born a few months ago. Ooh. And I know, I love giraffes. They're so cute. And some Nigerian dwarf goats um, that are hanging out at the uh, warden's outpost. So you can take a peek and try to find those as well. Um, and then if you're somebody that enjoys photo pass, they're doing some fun magic shots too for Earth Day as well. Um, and then one other thing that I thought was kind of cool, too, it starts on April 2nd. Um, there are artisans that are going to be um, taking 40 tons of sand and making them into sculptures, um, celebrating National Geographic Secrets of the Whales, which is an original series coming to Disney Plus on Earth Day. So that sounds pretty cool, too. I always think that um, those sand sculptures are really neat. So a lot of different things coming for Earth Day. A good celebration, um, you know, as you know, um, Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day um, in 1998. So um, just like a little, another fun celebration for them. That sounds okay. like fun. Yeah. Is anybody always... going to be down there in that time frame, April 18th to the 24th? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go get We're the down there for our buddy Alicia's birthday. We're going to be there. 
All right. Well, we need to go over there. I'm yeah, like the yeah. kind of nerd that would enjoy the sand sculpture. Yeah, the sand oh, yeah. sculptures are cute. Although I'm kind of thinking about that flamingo cupcake. I hope it doesn't taste like shrimp. <laughs> or the Nigerian yeah, dwarf goats. I would like to hang yeah. out with those guys. I want yeah. a baby giraffe. I know. Yeah. I know. By the time I get there, it'll be full grown probably. Yeah, it'll be full grown. <laughs> it'll have kids of its own. By the time Mark yeah. Campy gets there, okay? <laughs> no, it's Adam. Adam's never going to Disney again. It's been like 37 years. Ever since this pandemic began. 38. 38 counting. sorry i was wrong <laughs> i apologize yeah you know what we are going to be there that's a sunday so we can um maybe head over there i think we had other plans that day but we might have to I modify those plans. i don't even remember there's been a lot of modification i feel like already right it's do you notice that like we're so we're going for those who don't know we have um a friend that we're going to celebrate her birthday we're very excited about it and the one thing um, that I think is really leading all the plans is food. So we should have lots of food stories for everyone when we come back. Mm. So I'm excited so for your food stories. Well, and I mean, what, it really we, should lead the planning. Well, and and so we actually been talking a little bit about you, Crystal, because um, you like uh, Artsmith, which our friend really wants to go to because she's up from where you are. But Liza and I are kind of on the fence about it. So we'll we'll report back and let you know if we like it or not. Okay. Okay. Being two Southern bells. It's true. Who cook everything in bacon fat. Church lady <laughs> deviled eggs. Church lady. Yeah, uh, See, that's what yeah, Alicia that says. Really Alicia swears and, by the uh, deviled eggs. They're delicious. And the fried green tomatoes. Just get those two things and split them. Yeah. We're going pretty late, so we might have to just get stuff like that. Okay, we'll let everybody know. But we digress, as always. Sorry. That does sound exciting, Bridget, though. We'll let you know how those cupcakes work out. And, yeah. and uh, those animals, I want too. I on the cupcakes. Yeah, definitely. If you if care you to ship them. one. I'm oh, yeah. That. Sure, they'll but, ship you know really what? well. I'll lick it off the envelope. It's fine. Uh, do you know what, though? The thing is, those cupcakes, first of all, they're super heavy, right? So mm -hmm. you probably pay an extra shipping. But they're so <laughs> loaded with sugar and everything, they probably will stay fresh for like three weeks. Right. So lots we of preserving have, we can have a courier take it up to you um okay it might still be good by the time you get there in july even right just leave it outside my room yeah all right all right no worries if they'll let us in there well you know we're staying yeah. over at the values but okay all right let's move on to liza something near and dear to liza's heart because liza is practically french yes <laughs> We mm -hmm. we okay. Oui, oui. Stop it. Um, You've been learning French, right? Uh, J'ai parlé un petit français. Good. Just fancy. Mm, okay. Un petit peu. Okay. Grand opening. Remy's Ratatouille adventure. October first, twenty twenty one. Now, yay! I'm, I'm not gonna say that I was really pumped about this October first because I wanted it to be April first. You know, because like that way we would be there. But now it's like I have to figure out, okay, now I got to go back because now I really want to ride this. Well, I'm sure you'll be back. Maybe you'll be back that yeah, weekend. I'll be, I'll be back. But Wait dang. a minute. You're not coming down that weekend? That's the 50th. I know. I will be there time the between now and then. Somebody yeah. come, come with me. I'll are, be there the are, are you going, Crystal? Crystal, like, everybody's going to be down there. We need to all get together. Yeah, the 5th, I should be down there that week. For okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I have a client that I booked. They're going there. Yeah, everybody's going that's cool. I'm not cool, apparently, because I, I well, didn't plan the uh, trip, really. But, I mean, 
Uh, Let's go. Well, you know, there's there's room. Somebody's got room for you. Yeah, <laughs> let me put it that way. Maybe not me, but somebody. Grant's hey, I'm, I'm like I'm like a pop century. No way to upgrade it to Little Mermaid. But maybe you have friends on the monorail that week. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. So okay. all right. We digressed again though. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's 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 easy when I'm when it's me, I'm digressing a lot. Okay, but the newly expanded France Pavilion will be fully open. The ride's gonna be back there. It looks really, really cool. I've seen pictures of it. I've tried to peek over the shrub shrubbery, but it's really cute. It looks just like in the movie with the gusto's sign and everything. I love it. It's I'm cute. Super it is excited. cute. It was, we were on a gondola a couple, like a week ago, and it was lit up and it just looked amazing in there. It looked really good. Oh. I think it's going to be impressive. Oh, um, and the crepery is opening as well. Yeah, the crepery is open oh, too. So that'll be exciting. Wait for that. I tried to peek in the windows uh-huh. and I couldn't see anything. Has anyone seen a menu for that or they haven't released that yet? I have not seen it and I'm okay. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know you are. You're totally booty. <laughs> I'm interested to see if it has also savory as well as sweet. I think it you says it's going to have savory. It's going to have both actually. I, I do know that. All the stuff I've read. So in France, they, they like make the little crepes and they make them and you go get them and they come in like a little cone mm-hmm. and then all the stuff runs down. Oh my God. So, so exciting. That's yes. how I want them to make it there. I don't want a plate. I want a cone like they do in France. I want the whole experience without yeah. having to go to France because they won't let us go there right now. Not right now. Um, so that would be great, actually. Okay, so I want to ask Tony and Adam, because I, I know that they think about this stuff a lot, especially Tony. Why did they wait until October 1st? Why didn't they open it sooner? Because everybody was disappointed. And I will tell you, I know some people who work there who were very, very unhappy about October 1st as a date. Uh, I, I have one uh, one word, what? capacity. Okay. I think they're going to, at some point over the summer, as this vaccine gets rolled out, uh, they're going to roll up capacity a little bit. And I don't think they want to open it at 35%. You know, they, yeah. they want, they want a, um, a more robust opening. You know, when, when you're publicizing the opening, you don't want to show crowds at 35% in all your pictures. And that's the legacy of the opening. You know, you, you want to have people, you know, as jam packed as you can, given the situation. And, and I don't, I don't think you want to do it with that little bit of a crowd. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But on the other hand, I think that opening it on October 1st takes away from the Magic Kingdom. Well, the right. Magic Kingdom's been booked. Like, you can't book a park day for Magic Kingdom on that day already. Yeah, you can't. You can still get Epcot, right? I think so, yes. You can still get Epcot, but Magic Kingdom definitely is booked up. You know, maybe, maybe it's just a genius move by on their part because everybody's going to be down there for the 50th anniversary. And now you're opening up, uh, you know, Remy. So now your crowds have two different things to do. You can go and experience the 50th in the Magic Kingdom that day, and you can go to Remy. You know, maybe maybe along the same way how they're going to be doing those, those uh, half-hour early openings for resort guests, you know, and that kind of spreads the crowd out to all four of the parks in the morning instead right. of when they used to do the the early morning magic hours and it, and it used to be just one park and everybody would descend upon that one park. Mm. Maybe by having two different experiences, they're going to share the the crowd capacity between Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Right. I don't know. I think, uh, no, I think that actually makes sense. I mean, obviously they don't want everybody in Magic Kingdom all at once, but I just 
figured, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I just thought they would not want to take away from the 50th, maybe. But do you think it's because they don't have anything else opening then? You know, initially, weren't they supposed to have Guardians of the Galaxy opening? No, oh, I mean, everything, you know, 50 projects for the 50th anniversary. Look, look how much was supposed to be open and all this yeah. stuff has ended up getting caught, uh, getting cut and uh, pushed back and delayed. Right. And, you know, now instead of. 50 projects we've got a crepery and a, a remy ride and maybe space 220 mm. uh yeah maybe you know i uh, think it was an <laughs> ambitious plan and i think that it it was they were all great ideas but i mean nobody could really have predicted this and certainly no one like and we've been talking about this you know as agents um you know last year at this time we were working like ridiculous hours canceling trips but everybody thought a month maybe two months nobody thought you know, we would still be looking at these kind of crazy things going on for a whole year, for sure. Because they're using this park pass thing, uh, they can limit how many people are at the Magic Kingdom anyway that first day. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that, uh, because they could just always cut off people well, in yeah. Magic Kingdom. Like, they, they can just do that. That's not hard for them to do. Um, I wonder if it's um, just to, you know, push it off until the, the least amount of time as possible so that they can kind of, like, take advantage of of people wanting to go in the fall and uh and winter and like kind of like let the summer kind of just play out as it did last summer with nothing with nothing new so maybe do you mean do you mean kind of like get people excited to go during those slower times yeah, like I, January I think or whatever. So. Yeah, I think so. And um, this summer will be different because, in theory, summer this summer a lot of people might be okay to go out for more vacations than last summer. And so maybe they anticipate Disney being full or semi-full anyway. Why open up the new ride when if they don't have to? I think right. that's kind of that's kind of like how I look at it. Like they don't have to do it, so they won't. I've always thought Disney was really brilliant with how they're doing these openings. You know, they bring in these Instagrammers and bloggers, and they don't necessarily have like a huge following, but when you kind of add it all together and you see the hashtags and everything, it's kind of brilliant, you know? I mean, and I guess they really can't do that unless things are really back to normal, you know? So I guess that does make sense. They're not going to get the kind of excitement you know built up and i don't know that remy is that exciting for people anyway maybe i don't know it's exciting for me but i like wimpy ride so there you go yeah it's not like guardians um, I, I guess that's what you're saying yeah yeah guardians or tron things like oh, that I tron. a pretty big deal yeah people have been waiting for you know a coaster like tron for a very long time. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to move over. Speaking of Adam, Adam, do you want to talk about the Jungle Cruise? Yeah, so uh, a couple months ago, they announced that they would be re sort of imagining the Jungle Cruise at uh, Disneyland and in Magic Kingdom in Florida. And we got some more information about a backstory that they're going to be adding into it. And, um, Basically, they are uh, saying that the the whole Jungle Cruise, which would be technically called the Jungle Navigation Company Limited, is going to be owned by uh, Alberta Falls, who is the granddaughter of Dr. Albert Falls. And we know who uh, Dr. Albert Falls, the uh, the main um, waterfall in the ride, is, of course, named after him. And um, 
so uh, they so they they got into a little bit of like backstory of what's gonna sort of happen and um it's it's instead of just having the jungle cruise kind of exist as like a as a um ride through the jungles they're they're giving it more of a story which it may be good maybe bad i don't know i guess it depends upon what you were get, looking to get out of the jungle cruise and uh may will that mean we have less jokes or different jokes or more jokes i don't know hmm. but I um I, I I'm excited for the change. The only thing that I kind of don't really like is that it's they say it's going to be identical both coasts, and I do like it when it's a little different in Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. So you kind of get it now. Now, yes, the ride layout is different because in Disneyland they don't have the cave that you go through and uh, or the ruins, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a couple different scene changes. Um, they have said that uh, Trader Sam, there's no plans on changing the Trader Sam tiki bars at the Disneyland Hotel and at the Polynesian Hotel. But they haven't really said if Trader Sam, the, the figure, is still going to be there or not. That would be interesting if they get rid of him. But um, uh, we posted it on the Facebook group and the Disney Parks blog post about uh, Alberta Falls and where she comes from and all her good stuff. So. So it's kind of like we're getting a story about a ride after the ride has already been established, as opposed to usually it's the story happens when they make the ride. But I, I think what they're doing is genius because um, Alberta Falls is also the originator of the Skipper's Cantina. And also her story now ties together like the SEA, which is the Society for Explorers and Adventure. Um, which has attractions all through the world, Disney Tokyo Sea, um, Mystic Manor. And now all of these properties are kind of tying together uh, through this new story in the Jungle Cruise. And it's almost kind of like these explorers and adventurers now have this little, uh, almost like a little, you know, like the MCU, like all the Marvel stuff is tied together. Now all of a sudden all of these characters um, are tied together. Uh, in 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 like this new cohesive story, so it's it's a really cool element, and uh, you know it it doesn't really change the ride that much. But now that backstory, you know, they've just taken the time to weave all of these stories together, which is which is interesting. If you're a yeah, nerd and, like me, and and bouncing off of that, it's been reported that they are going to do Disney Plus shows about the Society of Explorers and Adventurers (SEA) and kind of go into more backstory about them. So that that's way down the line. Cause that's, you know, TV development, but I, they're the fact that they're leaning into that as opposed for, cause we don't like, or at least I don't like when they tie movies to the attractions. Cause it, it, it eliminates the timeless effect because movies for the most part, they have like a, a um, expiration date on them. So uh, this uh, having its own backstory really, makes it nice I think. i'm with you i'm with you adam i i'm so happy that there's finally like original imagineering going into this rather than like basing it on some kind of what do they say ip yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then and disney has then pivoted to make ip from original ideas haunted mansion movie which wasn't great but they did a uh, tower of terror movie even though the tower of terror is based on the Twilight Zone IP, but you can kind of stretch it that it's not. And then, uh, and then they've got Jungle Cruise movie coming out this year, and of course all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So they, so they kind of go both ways with that. And and there is room for 
movie-based attractions. We all love, you know, uh, Peter Pan, and we all love um, Winnie the Pooh ride, and we all love that kind of stuff. But it's nice to have kind of some originality, too. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So do you think it's going to make me like that ride more than I do now? Because if, if you like, if you like to follow along with the story, maybe, mm-hmm. but if I do, keep, I like a good story. If they're going to keep the pun jokes, which I think oh. they will, then maybe you won't. Cause I know you're not. Well, well, the they're the updating the animals, right? They are updating some of the scenes to include uh, more animals in, in, in different spots. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not, we're not sure if everything's getting updated. They haven't specified that. They just showed a couple scenes that were going to be changing. Like there, there's a scene where there's a, a boat that's starting to capsize, and the boat is uh, filled with monkeys. I think chimpanzees, but I'm not 100 on that. But certainly some type of monkeys are, are in there. Um, and it's not one people. of the uh, the ride vehicles? Yeah, yeah, one of the boats, yeah. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, you know, it did say. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that, whether or not that's based off of the um, the boat that actually did sink at the beginning of last year, right? Yeah, that was like yeah, that was shutdown. at the beginning. Yeah, whether or not that's based Gosh, off of that, who knows? You know, after that boat sunk, it just all went downhill from there, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if the rock was gonna make an appearance. Is he gonna swing from a tree? Is he gonna have a shirt on? Not have a shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to know. Have you ever seen his his cheat day meal posts on Instagram? What? Is it like grilled chicken? No, it's like a whole like buffet of food. He's oh, cheating he's and so he's like big eating everything. though. I mean he can eat yeah. I'm sure his I'm <laughs> sure he can eat so much food. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, right? Well, it would amaze you and probably kind of make you a little sick. It's a lot yeah. of food. Oh, I'm sure. I was I was looking at that this weekend. I was like, wow, that's a lot of food. Um, okay. But, it, you know, I mean, I'm sure he eats healthy the rest of the time. Okay. Uh, Crystal. Crystal has a rumor, and I love rumors. Go ahead, Crystal. What do you got? Yes. And this actually is a good segue because speaking of um, Disney originality versus IP, uh, move over Star Wars Hotel that I'm not – interested in at all because there is a rumor that the epcot future world hotel plans have been revitalized oh what i am so excited apparently yes i mean what am i missing so there was originally a future world hotel i remember there was something about something in the front of the park right yes so and then that got dumped well it's not well I don't know about dumped, but Delayed. it like kind of died, right? Like okay. it's when, All right. In, in 2017, like the history of this, I think, uh, Reader's Digest Virgin is 2017. This all started to kind of come to fruition about a hotel in front of the park. Okay. Um, I remember seeing the plans for that and it was like really kind of like, it was the weirdest location. Yes. It's very, it's a, it, and that's kind of the thing people were worried about, like, the line of sight for spaceship earth and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Line I don't of want sight. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't in the park. Like it was like off to the side or something. It's I guess there's a lot of space there. 
Right. So then in 2018, I think that there were some permits pulled for it, but then it kind of died again. And now here we are. And a real estate agent has actually found um, the construction bid online. So it's happening. I think, I think it's happening. And there's an address on the bid and they think that the uh, new hotel is going to land somewhere between the imagination and land pavilions. So we're there. Oh my gosh. That would would be the coolest thing ever. So like they would have like an, if you're looking into the park, like kind of over to the left, Mm -hmm. like if you look, yeah. That would Would have a sense too. Would it have a park entrance maybe like they do in California Adventure? Yes. So that's the whole thing. It'll have its own Ooh. monorail entrance. Oh, God, that would be amazing. oh, that's awesome. And, yep. And it'll be have its own, um, um, sorry, park entrance. And, yeah, it's it's kind of getting all tied into that stuff, that real wow. Disneyland um, feel. Between the imagination and the land, there's no room there. Like, there's, like, no room. It's uh, very they got small. The, it's a small they got the soaring. They got the soaring buildings right there. So that would be interesting if they decide to put it there. If this yeah, even we happens, should, we should start a rumor that says they're getting rid of soaring and putting in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, it's uh, happening. I am. I am calling shenanigans on this. Um, no. If 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 they don't give us a three story festival center, uh, they're not giving us an entire hotel. Yeah, but. But Tony, they can put lots of people in a hotel. They're you not know getting, what I'm saying? Yeah, Tony. I don't what know. if I they turned like they, it into a DVC? They canceled uh, Reflections at Disney Lakeside Reflection. Lodge, uh, most likely. Um, they probably canceled the um, um, the Toy Story uh, restaurant. And I don't know. I, I'm agreeing with Tony. I don't really think Look, this is. Look, Adam, a, they had to cancel Reflections because it sounds like a retirement home. Okay, Look so they had to. I agree with you, Liza. I agree with you so much. Awful. Yeah. I think there is a place called Rich Reflections near me that is a retirement home, in fact, <laughs> which is kind of a sad name. Like, what is that implying? It's like it should be more activity oriented. Like, there's another retirement community here called Cadence. That sounds better. Like things are happening, you know, you've got things, things are going happening. On. But, but it, Reflections, it's, just, it's like some guy sitting and just looking off in the distance going, thinking about maybe, everything. maybe I shouldn't have married her. Things really didn't work out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all the street names. Captain America. All the street names are sad. Like, wistful way. Captain America, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but see, he's happy. You don't know that the people at Reflections are going to be happy. It might be like Liza said. He's just sitting at the corner of wistful way and disappointing grandchildren. You know? I mean, (laughs) Wistful way. Wistful way. That's terrible. What could have been circle. Yeah. You, know, you know, back back to this story here. Uh, if <laughs> if you look at the maps, <laughs> if you look at the maps, the, the original proposed site for the hotel is right at the entrance where the monorail station is to all of the uh, entry touch points, which would completely block Spaceship Earth from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do that. Proposed site B, as they said, is the spot over in the land where I don't think there's a big enough footprint. Because that's all the support area for living with the land back there. There's a lot of parking. But they've got this entire spot behind uh, what will be the Play Pavilion and Guardians of the Galaxy that is just forest. 
And yeah. I don't know why they're not looking at that area. Maybe so, they are looking at that area. I, I, I think that this story is a, a load of malarkey. Mm-mm. And uh, and this guy, what's his name here? Uh, Ken Pozek. Um, I think Ken he's Pozek's best. a poser. He, exactly. Ken he's Poser. Let's call him Ken Poser from now on. Ken you can't stop us from dreaming, Tony. You can't yeah. stop us from dreaming. I think that this is a great idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be so lucrative. Oh, big time. Uh, yeah, yeah. with all the attention on Epcot right now and it's food festivals and it's art festivals and it's everything else people go just for Epcot these days That's I really true. I really do feel that this is becoming a destination in and of itself you know where they should if they if they do this they should put it where the celebrate thing was supposed to go the three-story thing put uh Hotel rooms facing the water inside the park, literally inside the park, and um, you got yourself a two thousand dollar a night hotel room. I think Tony makes really good points on this, and I think a lot of times Tony is kind of more the voice of reason, where we're, we're like more, you know, yeah. we want to believe this stuff. But I, I think he's probably right. When you think about it, there's really not that much room over there. Where were they originally going to put it, Tony? Do you know? Right, right at the main gate. Yeah. God, that's so weird. But then they realized that was a bad idea. <laughs> wait. So wait, now they're so going to do it was the other it gonna area. Was it going to be like up on stilts or something and like people would just walk under it? No idea. I don't, I don't know that that sounds like the most comfortable situation. Like, would it be loud in the morning? What if I want to sleep in? Look, they, they're, they're bouncing off ideas all the time. I mean, they've got you like guys, this idea board. You guys want to stay in a hotel that doesn't have windows. Come on! Oh, no, 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 I don't want to stay. Not me. <laughs> well, okay, I would. I'm not. It has windows. Look, I, the windows out into space. I don't look, like that, look. and I don't like a black toilet. Uh, okay, <laughs> I agree with you. A black toilet is disgusting. I can't deal with I, that. It's the weirdest thing ever. There's a restaurant where we where we live that we finally went to last night after a year, and they had always had a black toilet, and every single person in my family went into the bathroom at one point, and they were like, there's no more black toilet. Oh, We were so happy. <laughs> the black toilet is the worst thing in the world, and yeah. if you're a listener, and you have a black toilet, go replace it. And yeah, just it's just because it. you don't want to clean it, because, you know, you can't really see the dirt in the black yeah. toilet, but I'm but scared. you can see water splotches. Well, yeah, that's true. Disgusting. Mm. Oh, God. Terrified. Terrified toilet. of the splashback in the black toilet. Oh, my God. I, this is like something we, des- <laughs> we definitely have in common. I had no idea we could turn this into an entire show. But if we do, Tony will get mad at us. So okay, I'm going to continue. On. Speaking of black toilet, Tony is just itching to talk about Disney Cruise Line. Go ahead, Tony. That's right. So the big news this week is that Disney Cruise Line has revealed their itineraries for the summer of 2022. Um, they do have some new, uh, new itineraries, some new ports. Uh, they're new ports in Greece, Portugal, Latvia, Norway, Sweden, and the Dominica. And uh, for the first time ever, summer sailings from Miami to the Bahamas. Uh, so uh, the uh, bookings open up this week. Uh, the first round of bookings opened up on March 22nd for. Uh, Platinum Castaway Club members and residents of Disney's Golden Oak living community. I, I don't know what you call it. It's just Golden Oak. <laughs> Rich people uh, community. So in the summer of 2020, they will be returning to Europe on the Disney uh, Magic. 
uh, with Greek Isle and uh, with the Greek Isles and Mediterraneans before they head to the north or northern Europe itineraries for the Baltic Sea, the British Isles, Iceland, and the Norwegian fjords. Um, the Wonder will return to Alaska in 2022. Uh, two of the cruises uh, will be uh, calling on the Icy Strait Point instead of Skagway. So uh, that is a big deal because Skagway has been a constant uh, on all the of the Alaskan cruises. Um, and, uh, you know, they will continue to do their tropical vacations from Port Canaveral. And uh, we do not have any word yet on Disney's fifth ship, which is the Wish. Uh, but her inaugural sailing is supposed to take place in the summer of 2022. I'm sure that they are waiting to make an announcement. Uh, you know, they wanted to separate that from just the regular itineraries to give it the pomp and circumstance that it uh, that it deserves. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in a cruise, uh, contact Main Street and More Travel and let Chris uh, hook you up with uh, a travel agent to get you on board. So, Tony, let me ask you a question. We've yes. actually talked about this a lot because I'm trying to rebook after I don't know how many cancellations a cruise in Europe. And do you think that this summer is going to be crazy both in Europe and on the fantasy and on the wonder with just bookings out of control? Uh, I think it's going to be a very popular uh, cruising season next summer mm -hmm. and next winter. Um, I know that Europe has put together their plan for returning to cruising. Uh, so they have started uh, working with some shipping companies, uh, some cruise lines to get back. Uh, here in the States, Royal Caribbean has announced that they are going to return to sea and that all adults must be vaccinated. Um, all children must have a COVID test pre-cruise, um, but they plan on cruising, I believe, late June. They're going to start doing some Bahamian itineraries. So uh, so that's good news. Okay. Well, I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. Let's go on to our next story. Bridget, you're going to talk about a few things that are changing in the Magic Kingdom, including the confectionery. Yes. So the confectionery is going to be undergoing... Um, a little bit of a rehab, and as of now, um, the date that they're looking that'll be closed until is it is at least May twenty second, um, twenty twenty one. Um, so, but it could go further than that. And what they've done, um, they have actually gone ahead and closed Main Street Cinema um, and made that a temporary candy location. The Art of Disney location is now moved to Bonjour Village Gifts. Um, over in New Fantasyland. So um, things have been shuffled around there a bit. And I think the, what was it, the Le Chapeau, that has also moved. Where did we say that moved to? We're in uh, town, uh, the town hall building oh, where, town hall. Where, uh, where Tony's is. That right. kind of makes sense because that space is kind of useless over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm a little bummed because, I mean, the confectionery is like a staple, right? Right. So, um, so hopefully it won't go much past May 22nd. Hopefully that date sticks. But, um, but the, so just know that if you're you're looking for your sweet treats on Main Street, that you're going to um, you're going to have to do a little bit of navigating um, and head into Main Street Cinema to get uh, your uh, Disney candy. One of the things that has been sad about COVID and all the changes in the park right now is that when you go into the Main Street confectionery, they're not making the candied apples I or whatever know. they're decorating. Because I love going in there. Yes. Like, I, and I think I could do that job. 
Like, I just totally. want to do that job for one day. Oh, you could totally do that job. Yeah. Oh, although, man. although I'm not artistic at all. Like, I'm really like, you know, but I, I think I could it. do that. It doesn't look as complicated. So yeah, it looks fun. Especially when they dip the apples into the big thing of sugar Ugh. and they take it out and it's like this perfect apple with all the sugar around yeah. it. It's awesome. Yeah. And then they put the marshmallows on for the ears. Yes. They dip oh, it in chocolate. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It. I'm all about it. Have you guys ever eaten one of those? Because I have not. I have. My kids have. Oh, I have really? eaten many. Many, many. Oh, they do not look good. Oh, I've eaten a bunch. I've got a problem now. Well, I'm excited to see what they do when they, you know, reopen it again. That'll yeah. be nice. And how long ago there was no projected opening date on that? Uh, it looks like they're saying that it's going to be closed until at least May 22nd. Oh, well, that's not too bad. So there's that caveat, though, of least, at least May 22nd. So you kind of wonder if they're not thinking they may push it past that date. Okay, that's awesome. So, yeah. Okay, Um, I want to go back to Tony, and he's going to talk about Black Widow. All right, so our good friend Bob Chapek uh, had an interview with Bloomberg late last week, and uh, he talked about a couple of things. And one of them was Black Widow. Now, he has held steadfast that Black Widow would only be a theatrical release. Um, of course, he is also the guy who said that the only time they would do Disney Disney Plus premiere access would be Mulan. Uh, and, and now they've, of course, done Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, now, Mr. Chapek is uh, backpedaling a little bit and stated that Black Widow will be a last-minute decision and that a hybrid release is still possible. So, uh, or there could be another delay. Now, they don't want to do a delay because uh, Black Widow is supposed to be the movie that kicks off the summer movie season. Um, we are at a point now in our country where just about 65% of, of theaters have reopened. Uh, about two weeks ago, that number was down to 35%. Uh, but states like California uh, have reopened um, and theaters are now back in full swing. So that is good news for the th uh, theatrical industry or, or theater industry. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we just don't know where Black Widow is going to be. It's supposed to be released May 7th. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know what game time decision means. I'm hoping that means two or three weeks prior. Uh, a lot of movie theaters will start pre-sales of tickets about three weeks out. So I'm I'm hoping that we have a decision within the next uh, two weeks. I mean, with with theaters open, I mean, theaters are open in New York City. They're open in Los Angeles. And those are the two big markets that are like required for Oscar nods and how they determine you know, how well the movie does and whatever. With theaters open, I my guess is they would just they would just let it run and hope for the best that people go out and and um and see it they don't really i mean you don't know who would go into a movie theater who doesn't i mean they can't really poll the whole country and ask them no but you're gonna but go the, watch this movie the the other part of this issue is um you know the, there's a new paradigm shift here going on with with movies and releases and streaming and covid has really changed the way movies are being distributed and part of that um, you know, when a movie gets released, there's contractual obligations. It, it movies just don't get dropped into theaters. Uh, there's a whole deal with the the amount of revenue, how how it gets split between the movie chain and the 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 production company. And with Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, Cinemark, which is the number three uh, theater chain in the United States, opted not to carry Raya and the Last Dragon. 
um, because they could not come to a contractual agreement with Disney on how to how to split the money. Um, you know, for for them to turn down a Disney movie, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a big deal. Now you're 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 hoping uh, that they won't do the same with uh, with Black Widow. Um, yeah, and so- and they have to determine whether that makes business sense for them. Or not? I would. I would think it wouldn't because people that want to go see the movie are going to want to go see it, and if they can't see it at your theater, they're going to have to go to another theater. Like I would, I would, I would think for a movie theater company, you want the only way you make money is if people are sitting in your seats. So you got to get people in your seats, and you got to have movies on the screens. You can't all of a sudden cut off movies from being there. I mean, unless if it's a complete loss, but I don't think that's probably how it was. It probably just didn't think they would be making as much money as as they wanted to um i i if i was a movie theater chain who have had the worst year ever i would want to get as many movies in there as possible and just get people in the seats so they can buy popcorn and and all that other stuff because you know the margin on that i'm sure is insane so i um i don't we don't know if disney made money on or, or uh, how much money they made on this premiere access with Mulan and Riot. They're not going to tell us, but uh, something like Black Widow, which costs probably like $150 million to make, they got to get their return on investment. And if, um, and if they feel like they can, they'll just throw it out in the theaters. Cause I don't think that the way that these movies are being done right now online with premiere access, they're not making the money that they want to uh, because they can't, the, the people aren't the $30, Per household is not covering the cost to put these movies out. Otherwise, they no, wouldn't be doing and, it. No, and and it's not just the the making back the production money from Black Widow. It's a lot of it is the advertising money. Every time, you know, one of these blockbusters comes out, they cost two hundred million dollars to make, and then presses between another hundred to hundred and fifty million. Black Widow has gone through three press cycles because it's been delayed. It went, was delayed from last no, May to last to last November, and then from November until May again. Each one of those press cycles is another hundred million dollars. So you know you're looking at it needs to break even with like five or six hundred million dollars. So uh, yeah. you know it, it's it's just kind of an odd situation to to be in, and I'm hoping it ends up in the theaters. That is a very highly anticipated movie i think it's gonna be great i really am looking forward to it i know i can't and wait yet. and I, i'm planning on going to the theater and then i plan on watching it at home as well a bazillion times so unless it's horrible but it won't be because it's marvel so i mean i'm sure i'm sure people will go see it yeah we'll see yeah it's marvel and and she's it's a great character it's a fantastic character oh my gosh people love that character yeah I'm going to go over to Crystal. She's got some information about Hollywood and Vine in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so for anyone who um, is interested, who might have little kids, um, Hollywood um, Hollywood and Vine now has the Disney Junior characters, the play and dine back um, with socially distanced character interactions, which is pretty cool. And it has um, all the characters they had before, I believe, which was uh, like Vampirina, Fancy Nancy, Doc McStuffins, and I think um, Goofy is there as well. Um, It's no longer a buffet, which obviously we cannot do that in the time of COVID. 
It is a sit-down meal, and it includes um, a pastry basket and your choice of entree and unlimited coffee. And I believe it is $42 for adults and $27 for children. Um, Just taking a look at this revamped menu, a couple of the things I see is like a, what appears to be like a Nutella stuffed French toast with um, strawberries and bananas and also uh, a pretty good looking pancake stack, if you ask me. And um, an odd choice uh, coming, you know, as a New Yorker, I'm surprised they're taking a stab at lox and bagels, but here we are. Oh, no. Yeah, kind of <laughs> strange. Uh, yeah, it's like a cream cheese bagel with lox and capers and tomatoes and stuff like that. I don't think that I would partake in that at Hollywood and Vine, but hey, if you're adventurous... Uh, go for it and let us know what it tastes like. Also, um, each um, entree has like a side accompaniment of this strange take on sausage and peppers, it looks like. It's like kielbasi with like green and red peppers sautéed with onions and stuff like that. I just don't see that at breakfast, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'm a little skeptical. Maybe I'm a little too skeptical. But anyway, I'm glad that Disney... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, go ahead. Keep on. No, I'm just glad that these Disney junior characters are back because I remember with my kids, um, this is who they wanted to see at like, you know, any time between 18 months and three. So I'm happy it's open again. I just do have to say one thing. People always criticize that buffet, but I always thought it was like, as far as buffets go, I always thought it was pretty good. So I bet the food that they're serving right now is pretty tasty. Well, I feel that I feel Disney buffets were always a little better than your average sizzler. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mm. they're better. That they're right. better than uh, we. I've uh, I've had my fair share of sizzler buffets, and have you wait? I didn't know that. Yes. How is this even possible? Do they have Sizzlers up in New York City? They did. They had one. Anyone from New York? They had one in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. uh, Which is now Applebee's. They turned it into an Applebee's. But Applebee's in the 80s. Not not much of an improvement. I just can't see your dad going to Sizzler. Yeah. It was just short-lived. It was (laughs) short-lived. It was a short-lived. That's so funny. Well, we had to try it out. I did you... try a Golden Corral once. Yeah, that's oh, pretty bad, too. So bad. Is that where they have the chocolate fountain? They had. Had at, they had one at Sizzler, yeah. yeah. I remember okay. I remember chocolate fountains. I remember corn fritters. And Lots of memories. Yeah. On this buffet. When you're a kid, though, like a buffet like that is like the best. Thing yeah, ever. that's like, true. It is the best. Yeah. There was this place we used to go to up in Napa when I was a kid. And when my parents would be like, we're going to such and such, we'd be like, yes. They don't have them anymore. They went out of business. They had an insensitive name and it was insensitive. Um, 
but they did have. Hey, I've I've been there, Chris. I know exactly you what, know you're what I'm about. talking about. <laughs> it involves a tiger. Yes. 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 Yep. I used to love that place. Did you? Was it in Petaluma or was it in Napa? Oh, I don't just I I remember going to them when we would go on our cross country trips. It was kind of yeah. a, a place to stop and get breakfast. Yeah, it was we, good. They had a really good buffet. At, at, well, it was good to a kid, you know. On on our next episode, uh, restaurants of of days gone by. Days hmm. gone by. What is the one big boy? The guy with the big hamburger. Bob's big boy. Too. Bob's. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I miss Shoney's. Shoney's was. They I used to never go there. Buffet. Okay, if you live in North Florida back in the 80s and 90s, they had a seafood buffet. um, Ew, it was bad. (laughs) Yeah, seafood buffet. I just don't know about that. That that brings me back to the Cape May Cafe. Uh, Okay, well, there's no comparison because Cape May was delicious and this is not so good. I will tell you that I miss Stuckey's. Stuckey's. and every Stuckey's that I see now, you can tell because Stuckey's had a very distinctive building. And along the interstate now, most of the Stuckey's are, are, are either uh, selling fireworks or they're adult bookstores. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's true. I had a lot of explaining to do with my kids. We thought we were going to eat, but then we walked no, in. No, we just out. went in to use the bathroom and they were like, hey. And I was like, keep walking. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so thing. funny. Yeah, I stopped Terrible. at a Stuckey's one time, and two ladies were smoking at a, one of the tables, and I, I just walked out. I was like, I can't do this. You guys are smoking yeah. in here. <sighs> I yep. can't eat with cigarettes. It's so strange. It's so funny what used to be okay, and like, I mean, and I'm all for changing and everything, and I, I sometimes look back and cringe and think of what people did and put up with and said, you know, years, even just 20 years ago. It's yeah, really this was like a crazy. couple months ago. No way, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even crazier. <laughs> Who knew? Hey, Who I was knew? in the swamp. I mean, it was pretty deep. Oh, okay. All right. I hope um, buffets aren't gone forever. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they are. I, I think are it's you sure? convenient. I, yeah, no, because I think it's just too convenient for them to serve people that way. Um, and people like it. And you can't, you are you know, I mean, eventually people are going to expect, you know, I mean, the buffet is a trade-off, right? You get volume for lower quality food, but are you going to keep paying $45, you know, to ha- to be served family style? I like um, family style. Not. Yeah, but you're not a put on the feedback kind of gal. You know, I mean, you're really not, but lots of people enjoy that experience, especially when they're on vacation. Yeah, I'm a one lap around the buffet kind of gal. They lose money on me because I don't want to leave and feel bad. You know, I just like feel really sluggish. But, you know, my husband, he can like there were like at Cape May one Thanksgiving, there were so many buckets on the table. I was just like kind of cringing and trying not to look at the waiter's. It was bad. You know, the little buckets they put the um, crab claws in yes. and they're done. Yes. It was bad. Yeah. And he's skinny, but, you know, he can he can eat. So um, <laughs> all you care to enjoy. All, all you, you care, care to enjoy. <laughs> we just talked about that, right? Yeah. We talked about that last week um, or a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I'm going to move on. And this is my favorite story because I have been waiting for this because I love Disney World. But Disneyland, I need I need to see that at least every six months, maybe twelve. So, Adam, go ahead, give us the big story. Well, we have an official opening day for Disneyland. Yay. 
and Disney California Adventure. Yay. April 30th. Wow. It, it will be open to California residents only. Oh, I just moved there. For the foreseeable future. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I have another address. It's like an empty lot. Yeah. We're unsure how they will determine a resident. So, like, no shenanigans, Chris. She's living in the lot with me, Adam. I am. I'm living in the lot with her, right? The catch is uh, most of us can't go, at least on this show. Right. Um, None of us can go, yeah. So let me ask you a question. There's no, is there a hotel opening in conjunction with that? They will have the Grand California Hotel opening the day before, April 29th. Mm. And then the, vil- the DVC Villas opening May 2nd. Okay. Which they had announced that Villa's opening May 2nd a couple months ago or a month ago. Okay. Uh, the other two hotels are not opening at this time. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I think. So, and there's, I, okay, I've been scouring the internet for this because I have a DVC reservation that really can't be modified for mid-July. So I kind of need this spark to open to non-California residents and I really can't afford to move although I'm I'm willing to to do it um I'm kidding so no rumors right because I haven't found any no rumors of when they will open up to everyone else no no I think that's a California uh, law thing that they're going to figure out yeah uh they're going to open depending upon where they are with their tiers their their caseload tiers they're going to open anywhere between 15 and 35 percent it's probably going to be on the lower end to start okay. off with they uh, they haven't said what attractions will be closed they have not said um anything about pricing they have just said that there will be a park reservation system and it's probably going to be very similar to disney worlds mm. that makes sense and no so no hopping is hopping out they have not mentioned that okay. but we kind of think that they wouldn't do it because Disney World also didn't have hopping for the okay. first six months or whatever it was. So, And obviously no max pass or anything like that. They didn't say that, but they probably won't do fast passes as well with the max pass and all that, I okay. would think. All right. I, You know, I one of the nice things about being out in Disneyland is being able to go back and forth. Like, you know, hang out one morning or hang out one part of the day in the park and then 15 minutes go by and you, you know, it's like a short 15 minute walk between the parks. And that includes going through the turnstiles generally. Um, So back and forth, you know, whatever you want to do. I will miss that, but I will be more than willing to put up with that. So I tried to buy tickets, by the way, like as soon as they announced it, I thought, oh, maybe I can get in and they'll let you get all the way to the end. I'm definitely excited about it. So, you know, they are opening with uh, the new newly reimagined uh, Snow White's uh, ride. And there's supposed to be some new magic in the Haunted Mansion. What? I heard they got their 1000th ghost. Oh, okay. I wonder who that was. I don't know. What? I just want to know how the cats are doing. You fit, oh, you really cats are fine. You realize there's a whole generation of cats that grew up in a park that there isn't any people in. So, like, they're going to no, be... No, they don't... Those cats, those cats are all spayed and neutered. So well, they don't really add to that population that much. Oh. Well, so eventually there won't be any cats? No, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I <laughs> think that, you know, that... The cats come and go, but I I think that generally speaking, they don't have like a problem with kittens. 
I, I, I only like, know these things because I'm obsessed cat cat lady. So that's true. That's true. I just wonder, like, did they leave because there's nobody there to bother them? So they're just kind of hanging out and have been. Right. So yeah, and, I wonder what Sam is them? doing. There's a cat named Sam at, at Trader Sam's, and he's adorable, and I wonder how he's doing. Aww. So, yeah, he sat on my lap one night while I had a couple couple drinks with my friend Alicia. Of course he did. He's been mentioned twice in this show now. Shout out. Yeah, he was very friendly. That was a fun night. Yeah, well, um, I guess Sam's just going to be hanging out with California people. Yeah, yeah. So is it from Maybe, all over the state? Like, There's no limit on the state. They haven't said it, that you can be like, you know, like you can't come if you're from like Eureka or something. Okay. It's it's just California residents. <laughs> Eureka. So, <though. laughs> what, about, what about Catalina Island? That's a real town, Adam. It is. Yeah, there, don't forget now there are, they, they eliminated all annual passes. So yeah. the, only way to get in is, the only way to get in is going to be as of now would be uh, buying tickets, day tickets. And we don't know if they're going to... Uh, my guess is they're not going to like release a whole calendar for people to yeah. get park passes at mm-hmm. once. They're probably going to do it on like, a rolling like month by month, maybe like two week by two week sort of schedule so that they don't like overwhelm the system. Because the when they, when they released A Touch of Disney, uh, which is the tasting festival at DCA that's going on for the next like mm, six weeks... That mm-hmm. that crashed the system like right away, and yeah. that was just for six weeks, and that was for you know less people. This is going to well, be I mean, hard. Do you know it, it? It was pretty bad because like you know you had that like and Disney has had to do this before too. You have that wait time thing, and it's crazy because like it literally like I was I held for seven hours um, for mine. So I mean it was like a whole day thing, but other people were still on at like nine, ten at night for that and they didn't get in, which is you know sad, even though they extended the dates and they added two more weeks. So um I know that you know they said they were going to open at the end of April and they did or they're going to, so that's fantastic. Um I just hope they you know, are able to maybe add more people sooner than rather than later. Anyway, okay, any more thoughts? feelings um i would just say um california people uh enjoy and um, be responsible so that the park can so that the park can stay open we don't want it to shut down like it has happened in hong kong and paris where they open and close it adam is wagging his finger at you he is wagging yeah. his finger. Yes. Be responsible. I, I love i love i love disneyland as much as anybody else on this show yeah, um, I do. wish I could. I wish I could go there. I, Me now. too. Because um, I was thinking the other day, can you imagine Disneyland with ten thousand people in it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, I that's, mean, oh, that's like my dream. What? That's how it was when they opened Galaxy's Edge. There was no one there. <laughs> oh, she's like, still. No <laughs> hey, you know what? That's how it was when I went in two thousand and two. Okay. There was nobody there. Like I didn't wait yeah. for anything. But that was in two thousand two. Uh, what time? Would you, you remember what time of year it was? Um, I think it was like March or April. Okay. Wow. So like, think about like springtime weather there. Beautiful. The nobody flowers there. are blooming beautifully, mm-hmm. and there's nobody there. It was before DCA yeah. opened up, I think. Well, and I, and I do. Yeah. 
that it was open. It was open, but that was also an empty park because nobody went there at that time. So, or maybe it just <laughs> I, opened. I do have to say that I feel like Disneyland crowds are never quite like Disney World crowds, and I, I have done you know holidays there. I've done New Year's Eve there, and I just have. I think the difference between the two is I just don't think it's as bad. Um, or maybe their their guests just behave differently, or they visit the parks differently. I don't know. Mm. But also, just Adam, FYI, after Avengers Campus opens, DCA will be the best park. So, so there. <laughs> uh, it's um, yeah, yeah. You know what? It grows on me. It, it's mm. it, it's great. It is a great park, and it's got some of the it's got great attractions. Yeah. My problem is is that they should. It's not just. It doesn't have any much to do with California because they keep changing the things and it it it's messing it has up everything to do with California. Stop. <laughs> what about what about like uh, I don't know the little the little uh, Fisherman's Wharf? That's very California. That is. Mm. That is, and they had a wonderful seaside pier, Paradise mm-hmm. Pier. And then they yeah, changed it, and then it's like, come on, why did we change this? Come on, why did we do that? Wow. Well, no. Anyway. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close it out and pass it over to Tony. Tony? Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris's team plan your family's next magical vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Crystal, Bridget, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.